On the 6th of uh, January this year, uh, Rochelle said that in, in the car on the passenger side seat was two gems that she said seemed to suddenly appear. Um, she showed me them and we were just thinking in our heads hmm, are they gems that have come from an encounter room because we know that there was an encounter room with some gems is it that or is it God because we'd heard stories and testimonies from Pete Carter and Eastgate of, of stones of gems just suddenly appearing on stages under chairs they were preaching in South Africa and God was just manifesting things of his presence that were amazing in those meetings. So we were wondering, is this breaking out here? So we put that in the back of our head. We told the girls, this could be God, or it could be some jewellery from a jewellery box. Saturday the 7th of January, Fleur walked across her carpet and then came back into the room and there was a rather large gem there that hadn't been there before. The carpet had been cleared and it certainly wasn't there before. So that made us wonder even more. Is this a God thing? Is God breaking out here like he's been breaking out in South Africa in other contexts? Then on the 10th of February, we were doing treasure hunting here. And uh, there was a few of us beginning just to spontaneously share good news stories about healing and breakthrough and what God was doing in different churches. And at the feast of Colin, um, who goes to, to the church in St. John's, just looked at his feet and said, Colin, it looks like there's gold by your feet. And it, and it didn't seem to have been there before. And certainly from our eyes, it seemed to be growing as the time went on. It seemed to be getting more. So we stored that in the back of our head. That evening, Friday the 10th, my brother and his wife, my sister-in-law Joe, and their three children came to stay with us. And we just began to share the stories about the, about the two that we'd found in the car and the one that we found on Fleur's carpet. And Joe said, wow, I really would love to experience that. I've only just been asking God for it myself. So we put the children to bed around 10 o'clock at night and uh, Clemence comes out of her room. Harry, the cousin, comes out of his room. And Harry says, I can see a huge angel in my bedroom. And Harry, a young guy, little boy, 11, 12 years old, can see the angelic with his eyes, as can the other nephew, Megan, can also see the, 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 see the angelic. And they both confirmed that what they were seeing was a rather large angel staring with a huge spear in its hand. They confirmed that later on they'd both seen that. So, the, so Clements goes back into her bed, Harry goes back into his bed, Two minutes later, Clement steps out of her bed and there's a now another jewel that's appeared on the floor in Clemence's room. So she comes downstairs, I found a jewel, I found a jewel. It looked identical to Fleur's. And again, in, 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 as you would in the testimonies of, uh, in the Bible, when people witness things, you look at the face, you look at the demeanour and think, wow, this has really happened to her. This is really, something's really happened. Moments later, Harry steps out of his bed he, and he stands on one, but this is now a different cut jewel, looking very different to the ones that Fleur and Clements have found, slightly different cut. Then on the Saturday, they both discover one in the middle of a carpet that's been cleaned and another in the bedroom that's been cleaned. My brother, his wife, have gone back to Christchurch. Harry was cleaning his bedroom last week, which I guess you would say for a boy to be cleaning his wife's bedroom is a sign and a wonder. So, but he, he was cleaning his room. He opened up a book and there was another gem 
the same cut as the one he'd found in London. In their churches they've been sharing the stories. One boy woke up last week with four gems in a row by his bed as he woke up in the morning. You might be wondering, why am I sharing this story? Are we, have, we, have we lost it? Well, I think... <laughs> yeah. I think that in all due diligence, when you can only conclude, I don't know where they came from, and when you clear out their whole rooms and cannot find anything similar to it, and when story after story starts to grow, you start to have to conclude... This is a sign and a wonder. This is the reality of an invisible realm breaking into this realm. That God's realm is physical, that it's real, and it's present, and it can break into this realm. And also, I think it reminds us that God will not be put in a box. That he is bigger than any box that we place him in. And if we try to put God in a box, we might find ourselves the only one in the box. Because we cannot keep God housed, closed, locked in a box. So I want us to, I just feel I want us to pray, to pray for us, because what we're not doing is we're not going to go into, we're not worshipping manifestations, but we are worshipping the God of manifestations. We are worshipping the God of signs and wonders. We are worshipping the God who gives us signposts that point to him and lead us to worship him. We're not worshipping and, and looking for him to do particular things, but we are saying to him, you can do whatever you want. You can come anywhere you want. You can manifest anywhere you want. You can show up anywhere you want in the most amazing, strange, wondrous ways that we cannot explain. You turn up anywhere you want, Holy Spirit. Amen. You are so welcome here and you are so welcome in our lives. And I felt that one of the things he touches on with this is he breaks the power of control, the desire to control God and to make God conform to our preconceptions of the ways that God can be God in our lives. So 